Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the Women in League show, episode 16. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Uh, We've got Tasha and we've got Alicia. And guys, look, you know, when you talk about uh, Women in League, there's always stories, there's always things happening in our great game that we love. But certainly, you know, we've been in recent times following the Queensland game. Uh, We've got a very special guest coming up as we we continue to work our way through the BHP Premiership. But Tash, going to throw it to you. It's it's again, it's been a very um, interesting week uh, in the game of rugby league. Certainly up up north in Queensland. Yeah, it sure has, Dan. And tonight's guest is probably one of the most exciting guests that we've we've had. And um, I can't wait to get stuck into the stories behind this episode. And Alicia, we, you know we. I guess all, all you know, week in week out, we're just finding more and more talent. It's becoming slightly overwhelming. It's not, it's not a matter of uh, or, or if, but but when you know Queensland continues to dominate rugby league pathways because you know week in week out, we just continue to find um, out and out superstars. Yeah, we do, and I think you know this show, this week's episode will be quite different to other ones that we've done in the past because of I guess the Valkyries and what they've been through this year and the whole concept around it. But um, as you touched on before, Dan, with uh, the BHP Premiership, you know, there was an announcement made around a couple of teams not going to be in the competition uh, next year, which um, I guess on the surface it, it paints a pretty bad picture. But I think uh, long-term and possibly, um, you know, they're obviously they've got a vision there and, and they're going after that, um, which I think is pretty important as well. So, yeah, a bit of emotion in it at the moment. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to see how it sort of flows heading into next year. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely definitely one to watch and one that we'll be keeping a very, very close eye on. All right, guys, let's jump into our first segment tonight, the huddle. Leave no regrets out there. That is what a real champion is made of. The Broncos celebrate success once more. New South Wales have won women's state of origin on a great performance by the Australian Gillaroos. Champion teams do this. They find space, they find time. Loved watching her play, and I think she'll take her game to another level. Yeah, and as promised, each week we uh, well we focus in on a particular team, and this is this is a very special uh, team this week, and a very special guest. So I'd like to welcome to the show the captain of the Queensland Valkyries, Michaela Peck. Michaela, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, team. It's exciting to be here, and any time I get to talk about footy, uh, don't complain. Yeah, Michaela, let's jump straight into it because, you know, the reason why we're excited is we've had this one penciled for quite a while because, you know, we heard stories, you know, very early on uh, in the season, you know, that, that that's just gone about, you know, this new club that was sort of set up to, I, I, I guess, you know, capture a, a lot of talented players. And, you know, it was just a very different model. So in your own words, explain to us about the Valkyries and sort of the system that uh, you developed there and, and how you came to be to be part of and, and captain the club. Yes, yeah, so the Valkyries were originally stood up because one of our um, teams, essentially South um, South Logan Magpies, um, folded. Um, and we stood up to allow uh, people to, I suppose, um, come and see or get, get that opportunity to play um, play footy at, that, at Queensland's top level. And if that was 
from other teams not making that top 17 or just wanting to essentially give it a crack, then they had that opportunity through the Valkyries. So I originally was um, signing with the, hoping to sign with the um, the Valleys, but due to the point system, I was unable to fit into, I suppose, their, their points. So um, I was essentially not going to play last year, but um, I, well, this year I should say, um, but I got a call from uh, Mitch, who was originally standing it up and got asked to um, play and, I was probably one of the most experienced players in the team, or if not the most experienced player. Um, I think I was the oldest player at some point, um, and I'm only 27, so we're quite a fresh young team. Um, and, yeah, I got the opportunity to captain um, captain the team, and, yeah, I, I loved it and loved being able to put my, I suppose, knowledge and understanding of the game um, down to the, to the younger girls coming through. How was that for you, Pecky? Just I imagine, you know, players coming in each week, coming in, coming out, different players, new teammates. Talk about combinations in the game. Like it must have been hard to adjust to each week. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was hard. It was hard at times, but like I suppose we looked at it as a, as a benefit. We were, we were making, I suppose, ourselves better players as well because we were able to uh, play alongside different people and we are also able to learn different things from each other, if that makes sense. So it was hard at times, but um, I don't know, like we, we gelled pretty good as a team and, and we gave it gave it a, a pretty good crack. Yeah, Michaela, I just think that, and we spoke a little bit a bit off air, you know, myself and Tasha about this, that, you know, this concept, this team, this, uh, I guess this system, this club that you're involved in, an absolute remarkable challenge and, and something that's quite unprecedented. I mean, you know, if you think about this at the higher levels, this is a matter of, you know, bringing, you know, players from all across the state, you know, who effectively, um, you know, may or may, may or may not have made the, the, the top 17 to kind of put this club together week in, week out. And, you know, rugby league, it's about rhythm. It's about flow. It's about combinations. And, you know, for you guys to be able to sort of come together and, uh, and, and sort of compete uh, each weekend, and again, Michaela, one of the things we wanted to talk about is just the the level of comp- competition uh, in the BHP. I mean, it's not like you know this is this is an elite competition, and you guys were going out there and facing it each week. So, yeah, talk us through again. You know, more to Alicia's uh, point. Um, you know, some of the challenges uh, week in week out, and just your overall thoughts on the BHP competition as a whole. Yeah. So. Yeah, the challenges were definitely there and that, that was the new people that we did continue to have each week and um, I suppose the lack of training that we could have behind due to team, um, players still wanting to make it at their club or the club they were signed with or being um, from distance, so within Townsville. So to coming down and making that um, that training session was was quite hard. So we we footy can be pretty basic, yeah, so our coaches – Trevor and Trell, they were um, very much on basic footy. So we just do the basic stuff, essentially um, get to our kick, complete our sets, and then just roll with it. At the end of the day, we weren't going out there to try and smash teams. We were going to try our best and do what we had um, with the people we had. So that's something that we I definitely pushed across to the girls. Like I just wanted them to um, do their best um, to be able to get the best out of them and the best out of our team at the end of the day because we were so, so fresh. Um, coming yeah. into such an elite team, it was it was hard. Yeah, it was, um, it was elite competition. Um, you can definitely see the differences, the camaraderie that other teams would have that well, they know the timing when someone's going to run or someone's going to offload or 
different things like that and the combinations that they've created or they got to continue to create throughout the season was like sort of hurt us a lot more um, in the than the earlier part of the, the competition. Um, but the BHB competition as a whole, it's it's a great competition. I personally wish it, it ran longer. I wish it was our two games against each like team gave us that ability to fix the things that we stuffed up in the first place, if that makes sense. So our um, video analysis is like we can be a bit more targeted on certain areas rather than um, playing a different team each week. Yeah, look, Michaela, um, you were named captain. Um, there's two parts to this question. Firstly, how early in the piece were you named captain? And secondly, I've gone through your whole player roster. There were like 56 different players that you need to deal with, not only as captain, but you played um, dummy half in all of the games. Actually, you only missed one, and we'll talk about that later. But your ability to communicate is amazing, and that's already coming through in this interview right now. Um, so just how challenging was that? You mentioned you can't do set moves because week in, week out, you've got different players. Um, so just how challenging was that? And back to the first part, when were you made captain? Yeah, so I think I was made captain maybe the Thursday prior to our first game. So we only come together two weeks prior to the first game kick off, kicking off as such. And we couldn't get a field that would allow us to train because of the like the rain. It was actually raining us out every time we'd go to train. So it was really hard in that first two weeks. But, um, yeah, I was named probably on the Thursday, um, which was, yeah, it was, I was excited because I, I really enjoy leading. Um, I find I have, I, I'm not lacking in experience and I definitely have so much more to learn. But in terms of um, the younger girls, I feel I had that ability to communicate and, and guide them. And um, they did show me that respect, which was um, really, really good. Um, yeah, the different, the different players that we had, like um, we were lucky we had a couple that, we had about maybe five or six that were continuous each week. Um, so we were able to start to do little combinations within each other and we kept it basic. Everyone knows what an X is or an XY or a switch or however you call it. So we're able to do like those block runs and run those basic plays. It was just based on timing on when we could hit the ball, hit a short runner um, in those areas was that little bit, um, got a little bit harder. And like I said, the competition as teams play together. So we were only just hitting... We weren't hitting our peak because we probably did that at the start because teams were still trying to learn how to how each other play. So we were okay because we were still trying to learn how each other played. But when we were trying to do that each week, it was harder and other teams were already had already sorted that out in the first and second week. Um, but their competition, the competition just got better on that seventh game. Like if we continued to see it go, like we would have played some of the best footy, I reckon, um, going around, like in terms of, not my team specifically, but um, BHB as a competition. Well, more on you just specifically is that um, you're a great communicator, as I've mentioned mentioned earlier, but under these challenging circumstances, how do you feel that you, you your game has evolved, having to lead, having to communicate and captain under the, these sort of challenges? Yeah, I suppose I personally didn't get the best out of myself this season just because of the challenges. Like when you're playing um, week in, week out, you're able to know and trust the inside and the outside of your players. So therefore your workload or like me individually, that's how I kind of roll. Um, 
my workload will go down. So therefore I can hit different areas. And then you can do better video analysis on the players either side of you or your team as a whole to be able to better you as an individual. So me personally, I probably, I didn't get the best out of myself. Um, But at the end of the day, we were able to create or allow the BHB competition to continue to go ahead and give the girls more games than just getting those six or five games, five or six games that they were going to get if the Valkyries weren't stood up. Yeah, and Michaela, that that was going to be my question too. Next is on yourself in terms of the position that you've decided to play or fallen into play and I, I guess something that you've loved. You didn't go easy. You didn't pick an easy position. I mean, I, I I sort of flip. You know, one week I think fullback's the toughest position in the competition and then it's dummy half. So this week I'm definitely definitely thinking it's dummy half position. But, yeah, talk to us a little bit about just the, um, just the, the I, I guess, the position itself and, and, and talk a little bit about your particular play because, as I say, week in, week out, when it comes to dummy halves, you guys got to be involved in the attack. You've got to run the offense and then you know, you're in the middle mixing it up and, and getting through probably the most amount of work in the team. Yeah, definitely. I suppose dummy half is one of the, the toughest roles and um, obviously in the middle with the, the strong girls. I was pretty lucky. I did have um, quite good forwards. So, um, majority of my – well, not majority, but I was a fair few forwards that did stick around. So I was able to kind of have them in my pocket as such. But in terms of, like, workload, I, I found it really hard um, because – I am a high, I well, I'm a high worker in defence. Like I love defending, so I do work probably sometimes overly too hard, and they can lack in my attack, which doesn't benefit the team um, at all. But um, I was I was trying to um, focus on my attack as well, but obviously in the situation sometimes that was kind of put on the the back burner as as such. Um, but yeah, I think just overall like. The position is it's about communication it's about trust it's about um like if you have really good halves and fullback on either side of you your workload is just um is taken away as well because you're not having to steer the team as such yeah you do have that ability too in um in areas but you can i suppose put that um they have a bit more i suppose can see a little bit more than what you can at that like I suppose hooker role like they can see wider and we didn't have that consistent half, so I wasn't able to create anything or know when they wanted to go so I could give them a, a decent ball. Um, I think that was, yeah, overall that was probably challenging in terms of the like playing as a hooker. Um, but I wouldn't play any other position, to be honest. Maybe lock, I would give that a crack, but I'm not a big girl. I'm, <laughs> I'm only 158 centimetres and 66 kilos, so I'm not big at all. So, But I enjoy it. I enjoy that tough, tough work in the middle and, and getting – Absolutely crumped sometimes. <laughs> I don't envy you at all. My my biggest highlight, or one of my biggest highlights from last year's NRLW, guys, was was having a chat um, to you, Michaela, after your your NRLW debut, I think it was, yeah. and you were just like a kid in a candy store. You come off the field. I don't know, I don't think you guys won, but you were you were you were just happy, like you didn't care. Yeah. I mean, what did what did that mean to you? And and. I guess moving forward, what are your plans? Are you hoping to get back onto that scene? Yeah, I, I oh, playing for the Warriors as a whole, like making my NRA debut was like obviously a dream come true. Like I was, I was, I was saying I had I played for the um, who I played for the don't know why I tried to remember that, but I played for the Australian Defence Force um two weekends ago against QPS, and I had Karen Murphy standing in front of me. 
Um, and I was chatting to her and um, I remember sitting on the sideline in on 2009 watching uh, Joey Barrett, Steph Hancock, um, Karen Murphy, Dwyer um, playing at Maroochydore, I think it was, for the World Cup. And to see how far it's come now, like back in, 2000, well, back in 2009, I think I was 14, I had no idea that this was ever something that was going to be um, able to I was able to do as a as a player or, or able to see that eventually in 10 years' time it's going to be a professional sport for the young girls coming through. So I was like, to be able to make my NRL debut was like a dream come true. But the girls, the Warrior girls that were in the 2020 team was like I would never be able to match that as a team or have that camaraderie with the girls. That was just like, phenomenal experience and it's yeah definitely a career highlight of mine um so yeah yeah absolutely and Mikhail you've had a few we've been following you very very closely and uh just so much talent and 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 I guess speaking of talent that's the biggest thing that I guess we take away from the Queensland Valkyrie so um just in there for the one season so won't be there next year but you know Mikhail I, I guess for me looking at it from the outside in is this really highlights and demonstrates some of the talent in and around the pathways in Queensland. And to put it frankly, this is a gold mine of talent for all of those rugby league clubs out there looking for players. You know, you've probably, you know, yourself included and others, there's just so many talented football players that you got to play with um, this season who, you know, whether it's NRLW or, or, or staying in BHP or even going into other state competitions. So yeah, talk to us about, you know, some of your, your teammates that you sort of played with and, you know, um, yeah, you, you've obviously experienced quite a lot of talent in that Valkyries jersey uh, this year. Yeah, definitely. So, like I said before, I had a fair few young girls come through. So, coming playing from that under 19s and stepping up into the BHB, and it's a, it's a big eye opener for those girls because they they're still um, developing themselves as players, but um, also coming up and ste- stepping up straight straight into an elite, um, I suppose, competition um, was just great to see. So, we had. Um, Nah Blair, she played um I think six games for us and she she played a bit of a utility role. She plugged a fair few different um different positions and and she was signed with the Valley. So I'm not too sure where these girls are gonna go if they've signed with different clubs or um they're gonna continue their career in in, uh, in rugby league. But um we had uh Lily. Lily played in our front row. So she's a South girl, so she'll probably end up going back to South. Her her mum was our um was our um, manager so they they did a had a massive part her and her sister Ty so Taisha is going to um, she's a, a great center I, I've got massive wraps on her coming through so she'll um she played origin 2019 and 2020 or sorry 2020 and 2021 I believe um I think she played this year so she's um yes she's she's going to be a she's only 18 as well so a lot of these girls that I've, I have played, Bailey Bailey Davies, she's um a young, she played a fullback or wing for us, and she's um if she continues to play in, in this um, I suppose in these competitions, she's going to go far as well. Just with her commitment, didn't miss a training session, was there early, just like rocked up to the games early, like wanted feedback, just that player that you really look for and that commitment that they're going to show. So um, she was yeah, they were probably my four that I'll um that I, I got to play with consistently each week. Okay, Michaela, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot, right? Um, with 
2022 season being two NRLW seasons and yeah. with you probably being the captain and, you know, the number nine and the person that probably has the best opportunity to see the players that you know will blossom and, and just develop and grow. Out of the players you spoke about or maybe a name you haven't mentioned, who's your Smokey or who's your pick to watch and maybe get an NRLW contract next year? Um, I think Ty would be, to be honest. Like those four girls I probably mentioned will be, um, if she continues on her, like on the journey she's on, um, I think that maybe end of next year um, that she might get a, get picked up. Um, it's just hard being in Queensland, I think, sometimes because a lot of there's only those two those two teams. Obviously, Titans have just felt like, well, I feel have filled their roster and same with the Broncos trying to get in, like being able to move and stuff. It does come down to like commitment and um, I suppose having that ability to move um, to New South Wales. And with COVID, I think that's played a bit of havoc on a few girls. Uh, but yeah, I reckon sh- she'll get picked up um, the end of next year or in, in a couple of years to come. Quick one for Tash. Tash, you've coached for, what, 30 years, I think you'll say, and before we started this podcast, you'd pick up Michaela Shirley, starting hooker at a, in an NRLW club franchise. Oh, mate, I build a team around Michaela. Like, <laughs> she's got the attitude, the dedication, she plays number nine, she's part of the spine, and, and just listen to, to her talk. Yeah, Michaela, you're a player. I want to build an NRLW side around. So I don't know what the hell those other bloody recruiters are doing, but listen to this podcast and grab Michaela Peck. Yeah, and uh, just has a little bit of uh, leadership <laughs> experience as well. Uh, you know, to just you know, just casually uh, led fifty five players uh, in 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 a, in a in a season. So I'm sure that that's a that's a record out there. Um, so no, remarkable remarkable job there. And Michaela, just reflecting on the season uh, again, the club was not so much built to to win a premiership. You know, within that one season. But talk to us about you know some of the highlights for you uh, in in season 2021. Yeah, I suppose a big highlight from me was um, the first ever game for Valkyries. Like I, I'll like we played Tweed, and it was the last ten minutes that we lost the game. I think Taryn Aiken scored three tries on us. So, um, like we we went toe to toe with those guys, and we were matching them um, in defence, in fitness, in skill level, and. Just to have a bunch of girls that I didn't even know their girl their names. I was like, "Oi, pass me the ball," um, type thing. And you don't really want to be doing that on the field. Like I was trying to learn their names on the run. So to be able to pull that together for a team that's had a full um, full preseason was just incredible, to be honest. And um, I'll touch into the valleys. Like uh, valleys, I, unfortunately, um, I got suspended. The game prior for a shoulder charge, I don't think I didn't think I could ever get done for a shoulder charge being my height. But look, <laughs> it was done and I got done, so it is what it is. But um, like I had, I think we had thirteen um under nineteen girls playing um a like a wealth of experience in the valleys team. So um, just to see them go out there and um just have a crack and and essentially just have a never never die attitude was a was a just a highlight in terms of I suppose just a proud captain um just seeing them have a crack rather than just you know heads down and giving up so 
Sorry, I have to jump in. Did you like jump before you shoulder charged? Or? Yeah, I did. Yeah, there's a video there. I, I tried to like tell myself I didn't do it, but I definitely braced for impact and, and kind of led. And the girl that I did it on ended up coming and playing with me, playing for the team two weeks later. So it was pretty funny. Hey, Michaela, did, did um, her kneecap ever recover from your shoulder charge? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Uh, no, it's uh, and it all it all it all came, you know, during that that crackdown, which you know I, I think we're all still scratching our head at as well. Um, yeah, season twenty twenty one was was definitely definitely an interesting one. No, and I think Michaela, to your point, you know that would that 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 would have been you know intimidating, you know, coming up against like you said international players, players with all, all of that experience, and you know for, for those young girls to go out there and 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 and, and you know just just tough it out. Um, that sets them up. That sets them up. Um, you know, for for the future. And talk to us a little bit about you know behind the scenes at the club. You know, so the, your coaching and and stuff like that. Uh, you know, yeah, all, yeah, really, you know, important in terms of being able to get through a season. Yeah, yeah. It was it was it was hard at times. Like in terms of we had a like we had three main people like uh, Mabel Trell and um, Trevor that were Wayne, but we call him Trell. Um, coming and those two blokes and Mabel like the heart and soul essentially like they were trying to get players to make sure we had a team to fill and Trevor and Trav never coached a females team so they were definitely and you can find that you'll find that women can sometimes learn a little bit differently than than males so they were adapting in terms of stuff that they were teaching us and they did keep it really basic in 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 terms of just focusing on those little one percenters that could get you um, on that roll on get you that advantage as such. But um, I believe, yeah, they did a story on Trell, um, the QRL. I can't remember how many years he's been tra- uh, been coaching for, but he's got a wealth of knowledge and it was so good just to get some insight into to Trell and Trevor and pick their brains on how to be uh, a better player myself. And um, it allowed the girls to to pick um, their brains as well. And just Mabel, just Mabel, like was phenomenal in terms of yeah getting getting everyone there like the amount of numbers I feel she had to save in her phone to be able to contact people to get them there was um yeah outstanding and uh, we didn't really have too much of like any blue yellow orange shirts um or anything like that so we were just whoever um out there in the rugby league community would put their hand up and had that experience um we were kind of grabbing so different different trainers such um each week um but those that did it was um did an awesome job yeah no that, that, that's incredible and you know the, the results may not necessarily have been there but i i think the true results for the valkyries and i think its legacy will be seen over the next few years continue to i guess monitor you know where, where all of these players end up and their long-term impact uh in the game because um yeah it, it's it's definitely going to be it's definitely going to be uh exciting times Michaela, yeah. just just while you're talking about the um, the background and and the people, the coaches and your trainers, and it's something that I think needs you know more recognition is is the people behind the players. And uh, I know you've had a, a, a few challenges and inconsistencies this year, but you're a very established player. You, your knowledge of the game is outstanding. So. If I can put you on the spot, a definitely unprepared question. Um, can you name like maybe a coach or a trainer that's that's had a really significant influence on yourself? Um, yeah, I suppose there's 
Jamie Jamie Feeney would probably be um, the one that I would say has had the most significant impact, I suppose. Him and Brad Donald, um, just as a player and, and the way that they've been able to establish the elite pathways and, and develop us in ways that we definitely have the skills but to fine-tune them as such. Um, yeah, they've probably been the most influ- influential in my senior playing career. Um, especially, yeah, just the the skills that I'm able to go and learn and then bring back is probably the biggest thing that they taught us. And it wasn't, it was about teaching us, say, a top 40 to be able to, so that we could filter them back down to our level, our club level, so that we could bring the club level up to everyone and keep it on a par. Um, that was probably a massive thing that I, um, I took out of it. And um, yeah, they've, have um yeah probably had most um influential in my career influence in my career I should say yeah Australian coach good choice good choice (laughs) yeah but it's true (laughs) (laughs) no I believe it I know him he's a great bloke and a fantastic coach great for the game no, that's excellent. And, and I and the other thing too is I'm sure we'll be hearing from a, a lot of players who will be singing your praises too in terms of you know the influence and all of the support and, and, and knowledge and, and experience they got and uh, from, from yourself this year. So I uh, should be really, really proud of yourself. And um, yeah, certainly an experience I don't think you're going to forget anytime soon. Uh, yeah, what, what, a, no, definitely not. <laughs> what, a, what an incredible one. All right, guys, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And hey, we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Your apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. Yeah, and Tasha, I'm going to throw this question straight at you this week in Rapid Fire. We're looking at who is the best prop in the game right now. Uh, what, what's your thoughts and who is your player? Look, Dan, as a, as a halfback way back um, many moons ago, um, I always had such an admiration for my props. Like they made, you know, they've got the go forward that, that makes the backs look great. And so, um, you know, this is probably the most important question and most people would think, oh, the halfback or whatever, but no way. It's the prop and it is, without a doubt, it is Millie Boyle. I quite often, when you ask these sort of questions, I, I, I banter about a couple of players, but I'm picking Millie Boyle right from the get-go. She is strong. She is fit. She is always um leading the pack and putting them on the front foot. Um, her Gosh, her stats speak for themselves. Um, she's well accomplished. And not only that, she plays for the Broncos but comes back to her heart and plays for uh, New South Wales in the state of origin. <laughs> Love Millie Boyle. She learned her skills from Queensland. Is that, I'll just leave it there. <laughs> um, oh, geez, McKay. I loved you until a second ago. <laughs> She's um, no an incredible player, and I, and I think watching her play, you know, just little things that you see is that the influence when she comes off the field. You know, when she gets a rest, you can feel her presence. It, it sort of, you know, and then and then obviously when she comes back on the field, you can see the team lift, and you can see you know sort of that momentum through the middle, and that's always a positive side when you're looking at those star forwards. 
Speaking of star forwards, I'm going to go with Smyma uh, Taufa. Uh, again, I just like the way she plays, and that's with a whole lot of aggression and attitude and all things great. Everything that we love about our physical forwards, um, you know, you, you, you definitely get that in spades. So, um, yeah, obviously an, an out-and-out star, but someone who has still got a lot to improve upon and, um, yeah, just really excited to see, um, you know, what she can produce in, in 2022. Alicia, what about, what about uh, yourself? Who is the, the best prop in the game right now? Ooh, so I was leaning towards Millie as well, but I'm going to go with Chelsea Lenarduzzi. Um, You know, she's a Queenslander, which is okay, but I just want to quickly say too, like the modern day prop has changed so much. Like even when I started covering the game, you know, four or five years ago, it was just about how big you were basically and how much you can run through defence. Whereas now, like you need to be fit, you need to have an offload, which is what the girls are all sort of um, – generating themselves if they haven't already learnt. Um, and Chelsea Lenarduzzi sort of fits that bill. Um, she's got fitter. She's, um, you know, she's very good at diving in state of origin games, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which I have said to her. No. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, she, she should be in, Australia, in an Australian jersey, you know, at the end of the next year um, if she has a really good couple of NLW seasons. Yeah, absolutely. No, no arguments here. Another star player. All right, Michaela, we're going to give you the last word on this one. Talk to us about your beloved forwards as well. Uh, who's your pick? Yeah, so I'm going to um, give raps on a, a young one coming through. So April Natapuna is um, is fresh on the scene and hopefully makes the NRL debut um Start of next year, so I um I have ma- massive wraps on her, and I got to play um as as hooker behind her, and the amount of um quick play the balls or the offloads or just like the defense and and um was yeah just outstanding, and I reckon she's only young and she's gonna have a massive career ahead of us ahead of herself. So I think yeah, I got big wraps on her. Yeah, absolutely, and 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 you're right. Scary to think where a player with that much talent could be. In, in 10 years' time, that, uh, that, that is definitely special. All right, guys, well, look, that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, Michaela, just want to thank you uh, so much for coming on the show and, and talk, talking us through uh, the, the season there in the BHP Premiership. Obviously, it was, yeah, just, just one of those unique life experiences, uh, one that I'm sure you'll, you'll never forget. But, um, yeah, I, I meant what I said earlier. You know, I think there's a lot of players that really look up to you in the game. They got a lot out of this season as well. And I think, you know, your impact will be seen over the next few few seasons as we watch you as well as other players dominate. So, again, thank you very uh, – yeah, thank you so much for, for joining Mojo. No worries. Thank you for giving the female athletes a platform to essentially express their careers and, and show what um, talent we have as well coming through. So it's massive that you guys are um, doing that for us. And, um, yeah, I suppose I talk on behalf of a lot of female athletes and they would be so grateful for this opportunity and we take it with both hands. So appreciate it. Uh, we are absolutely loving it. We're absolutely enjoying it. And to my panel, uh, look, another another great night talking all things rugby league. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tonight. And to our listeners, we hope you enjoyed uh, today's episode. If you did, please download the podcast, share with family and friends, and until next week, we'll see you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, 
check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports. Recording stop.